faithwire.com. Christians in Afghanistan are asking for our prayers, an exclusive from CBN's George Thomas. Today's Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have that top story and more on today's four and three podcasts from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. That's what we do here. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, listen to us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're here daily. We'd love to have you join us. And joining me, as always, is Trey Goins Phillips from Faithwire.com with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? Hey, Dan. So today on the podcast, we're talking about John MacArthur's church. Uh, they could win a massive settlement after mm. defying COVID restrictions uh, for about a year. We've we've covered that at Faithwire and CBN. Uh, sketchy Afghanistan stories are coming out uh, and a warning on what to trust and you know where you should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll end the podcast on a pretty uplifting story. Uh, Seven soldiers were spontaneously baptized in a makeshift tub uh, because they couldn't find a place to get it done. Uh, So so some chaplains came together and and figured it out uh, at a California uh, army base. A great story. Always great to see people getting baptized. Good to see the Lord still moving in the midst of the chaos. You can get mired down in that. So that's, that is great to see. Looking forward to the details on that. And we will start where it's been, where we've been starting the last few days, and that is Afghanistan. And the U.S. military did leave Afghanistan, the Taliban's declaring victory. And now experts are warning of a major terror recruitment boom that could be coming in the weeks and months ahead. Here are the three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. The Taliban are claiming victory after, quote, 20 years of jihad as the United States troops left Afghanistan. Major General Chris Donahue, who's the commander of the 82nd Airborne Division, was the last American soldier to leave Afghan soil shortly before midnight on Monday. Uh, It was captured on a night vision image, and that image went viral online. Uh, General Frank McKenzie, commander of U.S. Central Command, had this to say about our withdrawal. Tonight's withdrawal signifies both the end of the military component of the evacuation, but also the end of the nearly 20-year mission that began in Afghanistan shortly after September 11, 2001. Now the Taliban are claiming victory. They celebrated with gunfire. Here's an interview with Taliban leaders uh, with the translation along with it. We have achieved our independence and we were able to force the Americans to leave after 20 years of jihad and sacrifice. So there they are taking credit for it. There was gunfire heard around the city. Um, So another aspect here to consider is the Americans believed to be around 200 of them who have been left behind in country, ones who wanted to get out. It was on August 23rd, if you'll remember, just eight days ago, that White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said it was irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. She took objection to that word. She said they are not. She promised that flatly. They're not stranded. We're going to keep working to the end to get them out. Well, today, the Pentagon was asked um, on MSNBC how diplomacy is going to work with the Taliban. Here's how they responded. So what does that look like? How does diplomacy get those people out of the Taliban-controlled Afghanistan? It's not completely unlike the way we do it elsewhere around the world. I mean, we have uh, Americans that get stranded in in, uh, in countries all the time. So as now, all of a sudden, it's this thing that happens all the time, and it's no big deal. Uh, very interesting <laughs> shift in language there. Uh, and so what is the Taliban doing post-victory? So 
Uh, we mentioned that they were celebrating. We heard that they claim victory. Uh, but aside from just celebratory gunshots being heard, there's there's more serious rounds and volleys of gunfire going on and being heard all through the night. Reports of house-to-house executions came in from Fox News who obtained some disturbing audio. Uh, this is one of them. There's There's multiple clips of these, some more closer contact. But here is someone who had helped Americans and then got left behind in Afghanistan and now is fearing for his life. This is him recording on his phone. You can hear the gunfire in the background. He's going he's gonna to speak here in a second. Uh, Alan, sir, I think there is a, a conflict between Taliban. I have no idea where I'm located uh, from everywhere. I hear the sounds of shooting, gunfire. Uh, so I have no idea how to leave. Uh, he said, I have no idea how to leave. And you just hear the gunfire going on and on. And there was there was a, a separate video shown as well, Trey, uh, that was equally as disturbing. I don't have the audio of that one handy, but very. it sounded like it was next door. Just people knocking down doors and shooting guns. Uh, very, very disturbing stuff um, in the wake of American troops leaving and the Taliban, you know, just claiming this victory now seemingly... Uh, running roughshod over the country is just terrible, terrible stuff. And uh, that brings us to, to number two here on this story. George Thomas from CBN, he spoke with a Christian in Afghanistan, and they talked about uh, how they sleep in shifts now to keep aware of any Taliban that might be coming for them. And they asked the world for one thing. They asked for prayers that God would place angels around their homes to protect them. It's a, it's a very powerful story, and you can read it on CBN News and on faithwire.com. Uh, and watch the video on CBN's YouTube page as well. But when you hear the context of the Taliban potentially going door to door and just executing people, man, that prayer for angels to be around their house is just, yeah. you can feel the desperation in it, and it's not an exaggeration at all. They're just praying that God delivers them. That's pretty much all they've got left And now that America has left. So so number three, why does it matter? Uh, there's, there's a lot of emotions today, Trey. I mean, Biden's set to speak here in a little bit this afternoon. He's likely going to declare it a triumph for America to be out of war. I mean, but clearly heavy hearts. I mean, for not only for the people still there that we talked about um, and for the lives lost, of course, and, f- and for these sacrifices that people have made that their family members might feel like it's in vain. But I think of just the soldiers, too, watching this all go down. Now the Taliban, who they were fighting, now are just going to get treated like these equal diplomats. And I can't imagine what that would do to your uh, mental state after you watched your friends die, you sacrificed over there your own, you know, blood and guts and effort. So be praying for for a wide array of people impacted uh, by this decision by this administration to leave. Yeah, you know, I'm just so, it's so bothersome that there seems to be so little focus on the fact that there are so many Americans. Yeah left there and and yet we're just kind of moving on and and you know going to claiming victory and we've we've achieved this great milestone after 20 years we've left afghanistan and it's it's kind of like well don't don't mention the people left behind because that's a distraction from my success right. like that's a distraction from what i've accomplished here uh so you know just pay no attention to the people uh you know behind the curtain uh is yeah. kind of like the the yeah. impression i get so it's just it's so sad to see that we don't have that kind of a focus here 
I know that there are so many Americans and so many people like people listening to this podcast who are uh, certainly care. Um, but when you turn on the news or you scroll social media or you listen to the statements from the White House, that's not the impression that you get. Yeah. Like you don't get the impression that that they care. No. Um, you know, and I was I read a tweet this morning from uh, Jonathan Lehman. He's a director over at Nine Marks. Uh, he said that he just got this email this morning uh, from a friend in the Middle East referring to pastors and Christians as trapped in Afghanistan who who wanted to leave. He said uh, in the email, just wanted to update you, our guys did not get out. Mm. They're in real danger. I'm devastated. They are in hellish, in a hellish nightmare right now. Prayed with them last night. I wept as I thanked them for their lives and their faith. Worked on options to get them out now, but ultimately my hope, their hope, is in the Lord. They are desperate right now and have communicated directly with me that the Taliban are looking for them. I can't believe any of this is real. Lord, have mercy. Pray for them and the days ahead. They are in hiding. Pray for uh, pray for that and for the Lord to make a way. Hmm. Um, so it's just a tough, tough situation that just is kind of like, it's hard for us to fathom, right? So um, certainly, like you said, Dan, just be in prayer for the people, the Americans, uh, but certainly our brothers and sisters in Christ who are uh, literally on the run from the Taliban right yeah, now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's hard to even imagine. But um, I mean, that is yeah. about what we're left with here is praying to God. And that's that's certainly something that's not in vain, because obviously God's will will be done um, yeah. on heaven and on earth. So, you know, we got to trust that even in these crazy times uh, as well. For sure. All right. Story number two. Uh, so for the first time, John MacArthur publicly admitted Sunday that COVID-19 infections uh, did spread through his Southern California congregation last winter, uh, noting that he and his wife fell ill to the virus in December, probably around late December, early January. He said many people contracted COVID and it probably went through our church in maybe December or January. The pastor said he and his wife, Patricia, enjoyed our own bout with COVID for about a week and a half. Uh, but that's not the main thing uh, with this story. So here are the three things you need to know. We'll start number one with the details. So MacArthur's admission about COVID uh, came amid news that Grace Community Church in Sun Valley could receive a $400,000 settlement from Los Angeles County after they spent a year uh, defying pandemic-induced health orders. Uh, so last year, when far-reaching government restrictions were first put in place, the megachurch continued holding indoor worship services, uh, despite, of course, bans on such gatherings. MacArthur also refused to enforce masks and social distancing guidelines for congregants, and he argued at the time that such mandates violated constitutionally protected religious liberties and therefore would not be implementing them in his church. L.A. County has reportedly spent... This was mind-boggling to me, Dan. They reportedly spent on their litigation with just Grace Community nearly $1 million oh in, in attorney's fees and other costs uh, since that legal battle began. Why they've spent so much money going after one church I, is kind of mind-boggling. Uh, so MacArthur said Sunday that it appears this lawsuit is going in our favor. We're deeply grateful for that. We've been getting those kind of signals for the last number of weeks. Uh, he also argued that the best way to end the pandemic uh, is in his, his mind to let people mingle and be around one another. He didn't say anything about vaccine or not vaccine. Uh, and, you know, in order to strengthen our immune systems, he said that the lockdowns uh, have, you know, a consequence of them. It has ended up weakening our natural, our body's natural defenses, which he said is something that God ordained and God blessed us with. Uh, so we need to let our natural 
uh, our, you know, our natural immune systems kind of kind of do their work. Uh, so number two, just observation here, like local government officials have tried it for quite some time uh, to shutter Grace Community. So this is quite a development. I think they tried at least four times to get an injunction against Grace Community Church uh, last summer. And at the time, MacArthur, MacArthur issued a declaration against the county. He argued that officials were impeding the free exercise of religion by criminalizing activity directly required by our faith. He said at the time that when mandates were most intense, uh, the church has moral and religious obligations to continue allowing our congregants to gather in our sanctuary to worship the Lord. Uh, so number three, why does it matter? Look, there's no doubt, and particularly at the height of the pandemic, of course, that the government went too far. Uh, with the restrictions and failed to strike any sort of balance, particularly when it comes to religious liberty issues. We've covered that a whole lot here. Mm -hmm. uh, there was like literally no, you know, there's there was no reason to not do mitigation efforts. I think everybody was okay with, with taking some steps and wearing masks when necessary, particularly early on when we didn't know, uh, and social distancing and all of that stuff. Uh, but restrictions that were banning basic freedoms, like Dan, I remember there were some churches that were even, or, you know, some areas in California are even banning churches from having worship services <laughs> virtually, if you remember that. Right, like, yeah. You can't even have Couldn't people live sing. streaming singing. That's too dangerous. <laughs> too dangerous. Um, so, you know, these restrictions, particularly for long periods of time, like there's no doubt that they're not workable and they're, of course, not constitutional. And it's it's caused a great deal of additional issues. Uh, so regardless of where we fall on on MacArthur and Grace Community and how they handled the pandemic, I think it's good for religious liberty uh, to see them kind of kind of winning yeah. uh, in this in this front, because the 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 never ending restrictions are just not good for for religious liberty, uh, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because I saw I think Rick Warren the other day came out and said, you know, told everybody to get vaccinated and, and which is fine if you want to urge people to get vaccinated. But then he accompanied it with basically this message that if you're if that it's loving your neighbor to do so and you're not loving your neighbor if you don't do so, which uh, was just, just, I think, interesting yeah. messaging. And um you know, it's just kind of a sign of where we're at as a society right now. This has become so divided along political lines that it's it's made people really dig in their heels and they just cringe when they hear things like that because, you know, they're on one side or the other. It's like nobody's able to look at these things uh, from the other person's viewpoint. So, um, but, yeah. but really, California, man, I mean, just the amount of resources that they spent going after a church is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, but, I mean, that... L.A. spent a million dollars going after Grace Community Jeez. Church. It's just kind of like, uh, for what? What's the point uh, in in focusing? I understand you you know you want to contain it if there are a major cause for spike in cases, whatever. But to spend a million dollars just in litigation, like this, isn't even like actively like sending police or you know, whatever that that I still might have issues with but it's just like money that they wasted on paperwork right, right. Uh, so you know yeah. whatever yeah crazy crazy stuff we'll see if that uh, pans out um uh, for MacArthur's church there we'll be we'll be watching that one we'll update it uh for sure we're gonna move into yeah. uh, story number three here Trey when the news happens fast and furious be careful on what you believe here are three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details on this. And this is kind of just a, I think, a general sort of slow your roll kind of warning to people. <laughs> and as, as certainly when it comes to donating money, definitely be careful and be slow to donate your money. 
a couple of stories have been going viral and I want to focus in on two of them just to, you know, not necessarily even say that uh, they're right or wrong. I think at this point we don't know, but this, that's the point is, is got to be careful because um, there have been some of these stories unconfirmed going around. And the first one is the dogs being left behind. Now, um, there, there's a lot of confusion out there on the story. Trey, I went down a rabbit hole today trying to get to the bottom mm-hmm. of this. And it appears that some grifters are trying to sort of latch on to what in part is a legitimate effort. So there's a woman named Charlotte Maxwell Jones, and she founded a group called Kabul Small Animal Rescue. And they started a GoFundMe on August 2nd and ended up raising $676,000 to help get these dogs and cats out of Afghanistan. NPR did a write-up on them. They use that right up to pitch for more money, and they, they got a bunch more money. They're trying to fly out uh, these dogs and these cats. And so, but yesterday, as the Americans were withdrawing and the Allied forces are withdrawing, she had to flee the airport with, she was only able to, I guess she had dozens of dogs there, maybe even over 100, and they were trying to get them on a flight out of there. So, but because of the chaos, she had to flee with, and she was only able to get one puppy and then leave. And she was escorted by the Taliban back to her rescue shelter, uh, which was like seven miles outside of Kabul. And now that's where they say their organization says she's safe there for the moment. But the fate of the animals is unknown. Apparently they were released into the airport and they'll go back to the airport if and when the Taliban lets them to check on those animals. But so that story appears to be legitimate. All that happened as far as we can tell. Where it gets sticky is this group called Veteran Sheepdogs of America. And that's led by Joshua Hosler. And that organization said they were given 51 working dogs and the responsibility of getting them out of Kabul. They said they were working with Charlotte. Charlotte has since denied that. Um, But they're the ones that sort of got this photo going of the dogs being left behind. Um, and they were saying is their dogs and that they the State Department ditched them, didn't let them do it, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a twist. Greta Van Susteren called this group a scam. She said she'd been talking to Charlotte from the Kabul Small Animal Rescue Fund. And, she, and lots of questions are being raised, but they called the second effort a scam. And they raised a bunch of money, too, to to fly these you know animals out of there, allegedly. So uh, so. So that one is kind of, you know, it's it's a little bit TBD and, and proceed with caution because, look, people are, they care about animals, right? And um, it's a tough situation because when there's a choice of people or animals, you saw those planes stuff filled with people. Um, you can see how you'd say, okay, are you going to take a couple kittens or are you going to take a couple kids? I mean, if, if it comes down to that, there's only room in the corner of the plane. I, I don't know what the situation on the ground was, but you can kind of understand how that would happen. Um, so, but people see, um, you know, cute animals and then they, and then they want to donate. So just be careful about where you're donating before you send any money, even if it's going viral, because there's claims that a couple from reputable reporters like Greta, who are saying that, that there's some scammers out there. So definitely beware on that one. There's also Trey, here's the second one I wanted to go over. There's video of. What some are claiming is Taliban flying one of the U.S. helicopters that was left behind and that they were hanging someone from a rope and kind of parading them and the dead body around the city to show off that they've got this helicopter is the claim. So um, but it's unclear if the person's alive or dead or it's not zoomed in. It's hard to even tell if it's actually a person. It looks like a person, but 
But Vice News then made a counterclaim that the person appeared to be moving and was alive, even though... So they, like, debunked the story, but they didn't provide any further evidence other than their own assessment of the video. And so I bring it up because you have one side claiming this thing, that, that this yeah. is what it is. The Taliban, you can't confirm that either. Nobody's confirmed that. But uh, the second part of it is, oh, no, the person's alive. They're lying. That part isn't confirmed either. So you don't know on this one. So, again, it's just one of these viral stories to be careful about before reposting um, and wait till we get some confirmation on these facts before making these, you know, a lot of people are making hot takes one way or the other uh, using these videos, and it's just not helpful. So, so number two on that, that's, that's kind of my bottom line there is don't give money unless it's a source you absolutely trust. Sadly, there's just always going to be um, people in situations like this that try to grift and prey on people's goodwill in order to enrich themselves. And look, I think they're going to receive their full reward on the other side of this life. But in the meantime, buyer beware on those. Um, and so number three, why does it matter? I mean, it just matters because there are people legitimately doing good work, Trey, and yeah. um, in these same situations. And you, you, you hate to see their efforts hampered by scammers. Um, and so as we always say, you know, uh, you know, trust but verify, you know, and verify on your own. That's the more important part of it. People often believe things on secondhand information. That is a habit we want to break people of right now, especially when it comes to these fact checkers. I mean, Glenn Kessler, Washington Post fact checker, he just claimed today that Americans, he, he wrote a headline that said, the claim that Americans handed over $83 billion in military equipment to the Taliban, false. We didn't. The punchline, he estimated that at $65 billion not 83 billion. So it's kind of like, you know, is that really debunking or is the number your assessment just different? I mean, obviously the Taliban got a bunch of a windfall of, of military equipment that was supposed to be for the Afghan military. That's why it was left behind. But then the Afghans left it. So, so there you go. A couple of stories to buyer beware on, to use your discernment on, to do your own fact checking on with source material, not with jimsblog.com. So, uh, so there you go. Just wanted to go through those because there's a on big stories like this. There's a lot of that stuff flying around. Well, and then uh, you know, USA Today. I don't know if you saw this one, Dan. Uh, it's kind of like Glenn Kessler. Uh, mm -hmm. USA Today did a fact check and said that no, <laughs> Biden didn't gift the Taliban weapons. And then you read the story; they just took them. They just took. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Right. We know he now, didn't send them a Christmas card. Like we got that. Like I didn't think they were wrapped in with you know with bows and saying like that. Biden said, "Here, please enjoy these." Right. Um, but I think it's funny. It's like, oh, he just took them. That makes me feel better knowing that Biden didn't gift them to them. He just allowed them he just to be allowed left them. Right. behind. Right. Right. I mean, that's like I know you're not big on sports, Trey, but that's like saying like, oh, well, LeBron James gifted them the win when he airballed that shot. <laughs> Well, he wasn't trying to give them the win. It's a figure of yeah. speech saying that it just that they just fell into their laps. I mean, yeah. the Taliban didn't have to do anything for these. They just rolled into town. And there it was. So that's the it's the spirit of the statement. Apparently, people don't get that. These fact checkers. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that I am, am thinking of as you're running through that list of a, of a few different places to be wary of when you're reading stories and who to trust and who not mm -hmm. to trust. Someone might want to alert the White House. Maybe the Taliban is on the do not trust list. 
um, because the Taliban seems to have been on the on the trust list for um, mm. the White House these past <laughs> couple of weeks, yeah. like negotiating with them, giving Americans names to them, uh, you know, <laughs> assuming they'll act in goodwill if, we are, if we're out by the, the August 31st deadline, all of that. So I would just encourage the White House to move the Taliban over into the not a valid source of information yeah. uh, category. This is like they're they're like trusting Loki, right? Like, yeah. I mean, why would you trust Loki? <laughs> and, and there's not even a charming side. Like Loki at least has a charming side where he kind of makes you believe, all right, I guess he's sincere this time. Right. And then and he goes around funny. and stabs you and he's funny and he stabs you. But the Taliban are just the same old, same old. And we're just kind of yeah. like, okay, I guess we'll trust you now. Like what? No, why? It's insanity. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah, So for sure. But we've got a good story to end yes. the podcast on. So we could we can move on for a minute. <laughs> Um, so story number four, uh, when seven soldiers said they wanted to get baptized, the military chapter uh, chaplains at Fort Irwin in California made it happen. Uh, so here are the three things you need to know, starting number one with the details. So news of the spontaneous baptism was first shared in a Facebook post Monday morning by the 2nd Striker Brigade Combat Team of the 2nd Infantry Division. Uh, with no chapel or equipment to facilitate, our chaplains came together and created a makeshift tub at the National Training Center, Fort Irwin, and got the job done, the division wrote in a post. A fine example of Lancers being ex experts at their chosen field craft. Uh, so it's really cool. You can head over to faithwire.com or CBN News and you can see uh, the pictures. Uh, they're able to take like a, a military vehicle with a, you know, the big trough attached to it and they put a cross on it, you know, filled it with a plastic bag uh, and then filled that with water. And they were, the chaplains were able to just baptize them <laughs> out in a field. Uh, so super, super cool, uh, awesome story. At press time, when we when we published our story, the Army's post had been shared more than 30,000 times. Mm. It had received nearly 8,000 reactions and almost 1,000 comments. Certainly by now, all of those numbers uh, are higher than that. Um, so number two, it's an observation. It's just a really great story. Our military has gone through so much. Uh, we've talked about it today and on several other podcasts uh, throughout the last week and a half. Uh, they've just been going through a whole lot uh, when it comes to this Afghanistan withdrawal. And, uh, you know, we've heard so many stories about our fallen soldiers. Uh, so it's 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 encouraging to see, um, you know, just a different side of that and an encouraging side of that and uplifting side of, of what our military is doing and how brave they are, but also um, how humble they are and, and accepting Christ. Um, so it's it's to me, I think the last two weeks, Dan, has just shown how fragile life is, yeah. Um, how, yeah. how precious life is. So it's, as a believer, I know how important it is um, to surrender our lives to Christ uh, one commenter described the baptism as awesome and said that becoming a Christian is the best decision mm. they will ever make. Uh, so number three, why does it matter? It absolutely is the best decision, the most important decision a person will ever make is to follow Christ. So and another commenter said, I'm so happy for my new brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you all for your service. There's no greater joy than putting on the armor of God. Um, and you know, so true. These these servicemen and women put their put their lives at risk literally every single day, um, and and there is no no better insurance or security you can have than trusting in Jesus, and know that you know this isn't the end of life. There's there's more after this, uh, and the best place to be, of course, is in the arms of Jesus. So it's just it's really encouraging to to end a end the podcast, particularly after so many tough stories, um, on an encouraging one. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
You're 100% right. I mean, sometimes we can lose focus with everything going on that that is the most important thing uh, in life is just how's your soul? You know, I mean, is your yeah. soul right with God? Have you have you um, placed your trust in Christ? And there's really nothing better you can do because even and I, I know we're going to see these stories and as tragic and sad as they're going to be, I know Christ is going to be glorified in the midst of that persecution that's going to mm-hmm. inevitably be happening uh, in in Afghanistan now at the hands of these maniacs. Um, and so, you know, we'll continue praying for them and, and continue that praying that souls will be saved. And I, you know, I would be as so bold as to pray for some of these Taliban, you know, yeah. no, nobody's too far lost for God and, and, you know, God can save who he wants to save. And so I'll pray that some of them are saved as well. And, yeah. uh, maybe and you know, I want yeah, to add to that. If you, if you see a soldier, thank them for their work because yeah. it's not in vain. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They, they need that thank you now probably more than they have in, in recent past. So, all right, God bless. We'll be back here tomorrow as always. We'll see you then. Have a great rest of the day.